It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Final Furlong Podcast is brought to you in association with AtTheRaces.com, the ultimate resource for racing fans. Merry Christmas! If you are listening to this in the moment, it is Christmas Day. And glad tidings to you. A very happy Christmas to you. Hope the day is going well for you. Producer Deirdre's here with me, Emmett Kennedy. Hope the turkey went well, guys. Oh, it's lamb for me, by the way. Turkey's lamb. just so boring. No. Oh, it's turkey so with, that boring. That is controversial. Turkey with oh, yeah. lashes of gravy. So we, um, yeah, we decided we'd just go with lamb instead because it's nice. <laughs> Kevin Blake is also here, by the way. Yeah, by now, listeners, I'm sure you're full of food and really sick of your family. So, <laughs> so we, we've got what you really want, what you've been thinking about since last night. Hopefully. And Vanessa Ryle is also here. Hey, So we've asked you 40 questions, 40 humdingers. They were all set by Kevin Blake. Deirdre, myself and Vanessa had not seen any of these questions beforehand, which means I'm going to look like an absolute moron when the answers are given out in a few minutes' time. Because uh, I definitely had... I almost thought I got the Nichols two-miler and I've forgotten it again. Right. I'm, um, here's, a bit, here's a bit of fun. You've got your answers written down. Yeah. I know the answers. Yeah. I'm going to guess at how many answers you've gotten right. Okay. I'm going to put the spread for you, because I know you're quite good at this type of thing. I'm, I'm actually going to... Will I say it out loud or will I just write say it down? Say it out loud. I okay. reckon you'll get... I'm going to put the spread between 20 and 25. Okay, I think you're being generous there. Possibly, but we'll see. No, I'm yeah. with you on that. I'm with you on that. Yeah, no, I, I know you're, you're quite good at this. Um... I felt like this was like the GCSEs and I failed miserably. It's and a tough I'm, quiz. It's a tough quiz. I'm really panicking about it now and I'm afraid. Quite, the- quite nervous. It's time for the question and answer <laughs> section. So let's find out. Kevin's going to read out the questions and the answers. Deirdre, Vanessa, myself will react and find out if we got these right. Here we go. Take it away, sir. Like I say, these started off easy, ladies and gentlemen. Number one was how many winners did Willie Mullins have at the Cheltenham Festival in 2016? Emmett? Eight. Deirdre? Eight. Vanessa? Eight. You're all f- wrong. Seven. Damn it! <laughs> oh, lads. The, the open goal. Can we start again? The open goal. <laughs> no. Oh, I gave you an open goal and rather than professionally slotting it away down the middle of the feckin' field, you've managed to smash yeah, it off the crossbar. Get on with the ball it. has come, come back, hit you in the face, just and you've fallen on. over. Question two. Come on, come on, come on. What is it? <laughs> Number two. In the last six renewals... <laughs> Kennedy's second. <laughs> in the last six renewals at the Cheltenham Festival, how many times has Ruby Walsh been crowned leading rider? Five. I had five as well. Vanessa? I had five. Oh, go and get it. Take a sip of gravy, lads. You're spot on. Yay! Five. Kennedy's up and running. 
I knew there was a reason why we're all involved in a racing podcast. <laughs> oh, it's all downhill from here. And Kennedy, Kennedy has suddenly realised the pressure he's put on himself oh. by structuring the whole thing like this. Go on. <laughs> he's shaking like a leaf question, here, lads. Question three. <laughs> what horse gave Ruby Walsh his first winner at the Cheltenham Festival? Alexander Banquet. In the champion bumper, Alexander Banquet, trained by Willie Mullins, future very good staying chaser. Vanessa, did you have that right? What year? Oh, I'm gonna. I 1997 or eight, I'd say. Okay, I no, I didn't have that right. Thank you. Did you have that? Of course, I did. Show me that piece of paper. I want to see that. You won't be able to read my handwriting. It's really <laughs> scribbly. <laughs> it's really scribbly. It's it's there. Look. Have you even written it? <laughs> Absolutely. It's just really bad handwriting. My Jim, God. I've told you once. I've told you a thousand times. Do not model yourself on Jim Best. Do not. <laughs> Actually, look, you get to win the quiz. You know, they might, we might give you a one month suspended sentence. Actually, Qu- look. Question four. Uh, what beaten favourite in the Cheltenham champion bumper went down to win a group one on the flat the following year Rite of passage bang bang yes. bang bang won the Ascot Gold Cup of course yes number five in what year was the second day of the Cheltenham festival cancelled due to high winds I said 2008 Vanessa I said 2005 ooh it was 2008 yeah Oh, he's well done. Been, he's been his search engine is 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 visibly smoking here in front of me, Kennedy. You go. Oh, hold on a second now. Whoa, 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 whoa! Did we use any googling or any assistance at all? No, during this? I can confirm. Uh, to no be googling. fair, he he is directly in front of me, and there was no manic typing going on. I'll, I'll I'll give you that much. Yeah. Or or my phone is there, and you've seen it the whole time. It, so I'm going to touch it's that. It's fair. Either. It's fair. It's fair. And I'm on camera. I can't cheat. Uh, yeah. And to be fair, Vanessa has just been reaching for the gin every now and again, and that's it. <laughs> okay. Number six. Name the only winner of the Queen Mother Champion Chase in the last thirty years. That was priced the twelve to one or bigger. New Mill, Vanessa. Don't have it. New Mill. How did oh, you not? That wasn't the one I was thinking about. How did you not hear me say it? Did you say? Oh, it? Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and what a horse he was. Yeah, to be fair, John what Murphy. Was yeah, I think it was fourteen to one. Cork trainer. Sixteens, I thought. I think nice. it was 14s but I could okay. be wrong last 30 years it's fairly mad isn't it unbelievable was he the rank outsider I don't think he was no he wasn't but he was uh, he was a big price who was Faith the year Cotto Starf was, was yeah. even money favourite wasn't he it was yeah. Moscow Flyers last run yeah, and Cotto right. fell before at he, second before he came back and won the charity race under Keith yeah. Hamilton okay go on number 7 named James Fanshawe's three F- Cheltenham Festival winners Vanessa you get first run at this don't have one Emmet Horlawa yes. and then I'm stuck Reveille that'll drive you nuts oh man and the third was Royal Gate so that's Horlawa I should have got that too Royal Gate and Reveille okay alright good question sir good question alright now this was I'd be disappointed if most people didn't get Noel Mead hasn't always had the best look at the Cheltenham Festival but his first two winners of the meeting both got the better of subsequent Cheltenham Gold Cup winners when winning for him name those future Gold Cup winners Deirdre (laughs) (laughs) Vanessa none oh really best mate in Denman there we go oh Hill Society beat best mate and Nick and Orr beat Denman what year oh there about Nick and Orr was what 2006 well, best mate was 2000 
and yeah, it was around oh, 2010 at the time, lads. Yeah. Give me some. <laughs> anyway, number nine, name four horses <laughs> that have run twice in the Cheltenham Champion Bumper. I could only think of two. Go on. Modus. Modus. Yeah. Modus is number one. Refinement. Yes. That was it. And, and I found five. The other was being Vigil. Oh, so oh, yes. obvious. Golantilla, who I thought you would have got. Oh, that was the one we had before when we talked about him. That's ah. And the tricky one was Rhythm Section. No, Going back a little bit further. Him. Wouldn't have got him. Okay, number 10. Name Dermot Wells three Cheltenham Festival winners. You were struggling. You had the rider. Yeah. Um, Silver Concord. Yes. Uh, Robbie tipped him on the podcast. Yeah. Won the Neptune. Year before last. Oh. Robbie hasn't stopped going on about it since. Oh. Davy Russell wrote him. Um, oh we were at Leopardstown the yes. day he was beaten. Yes. And oh, okay. the Nichols Canyon was third to him in the Neptune. Oh, come on, just give me his name. Can't think of it. Windsor Park. <laughs> oh. And Dermot Wells' first winner at Cheltenham was Rare Holiday mm. back quite a few years ago. So that was Rare Holiday, Silver Concord, or Windsor Park. Damn it, Windsor Park. Park. Yeah. How many winners did Lester Piggott ride at the Cheltenham Festival? Deirdre. <laughs> one. That's what I said. <laughs> there I we said go. One. one. Yeah. It was, it was a selling hurdle. At one point, a selling hurdle made up part of the Cheltenham Festival. Take a bow, Deirdre, by the way. Really? Take show, a bow. show me that sheet. One. Question number One. 11. He did two, yeah. <laughs> what a fluke. Okay. <laughs> number 12. How many do you have right so far? Out of, out of 11. What? Have you not I been making note of this? Out of 11. So right now, Kennedy, you've got seven out of 11. So you're on track. You're yeah. on track, but this doesn't get easier. No, it doesn't. It does not wait, get easier. Wait, wait, wait till you see how much further it goes. Go on. <laughs> okay, so number 12 was named the two horses that finished second. Second in the Triumph Hurdle and went on to win the Champion Hurdle I got Punjabi and that was it no not right no oh, damn it. No. not even close it was See You Then and Monksland oh. Monksland Monksfield I was going to say what <laughs> uh, See You Then and Monksfield okay didn't tough question to be fair very tough question didn't have a clue right the, tr- the trick question that will have caught out Manny who was the only horse to win consecutive races at the Cheltenham Festival? Now, I don't understand this. this so is, I'm assuming it's a, it's that a, what tri- you it's a question. was that the last day on the Thursday one year and then the first day yes. of the festival the next year. Yes. But all I can think of is the Grand Annual to the Supreme or no. the County Hurdle to the Supreme. So yeah, Way back. When you go back to the early 90s, though, the bumper rounded off the, the Cheltenham Festival. Oh, you sneaky... Like olden times. Mantelado won the bumper then won the Supreme the following year. Fair enough. It's a good question, isn't it? Very good, to be fair. Wouldn't have had a clue. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I, it, it's one of those tricky questions that you'd imagine would pop up on quizzes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From time to time. Too young, Blake. I'm too young for that. Pat Flynn, boy. <laughs> Number 14, the question that I think oh, less than 1% of listeners will have got. Name the horse that was second in the champion hurdle prior to winning the Prix de la Acta Triomphe later that year. So my, I, my answer was this. I have question some marks. <laughs> I have some information. Right. I know who trained it. Oh. I can't remember because Alec Head trained it. Uh, let me check this. I'd be very impressed because, if you're right. Do you know why I'm pretty sure that is? Is because about a year ago, we got some footage to archive in ATR and it was a 10 minute feature on Alec Head. 
And I remember this being in the voiceover script and we had to do the voiceover loads and I remember it just being drilled in and remember thinking it was pretty cool. I'm sure it was Alec Head, but I can't, I don't know the name of the horse. Wait a minute. I think you might be right. Hold on. Also like what a class man he would. He's the sort of man who could do that. By the way, Vanessa, well, your stock has just gone up like a hundred percent. Trained by William Head. This is 1947 we're talking now. I mean, Woody's... It's his father, Alec Head's Maybe, dad. Yeah. Alec Head trained an arc winner in 1952. Close enough to being right. Yeah, it was his dad. Yeah. William Head is Alec Head's father. 1947, right. the horse was called Le Pallion, which is, I probably yeah. butchered the pronunciation there. P A I L L O N. Can I get a, a bonus mark? Yeah, I, I'm very impressed with that. Yeah, def- yeah, definitely definitely give a bonus, a mark, for bonus that. mark for that. That's tip yeah. top. The Head family won the Sir Petro Sullivan Award two years ago. Nice. Mm. Fair shout. Question number 15. The, the Sun Alliance Hurdle was won by Sabin de Lua in 1983. But what two future stars filled the frame behind him? Don Run? Yes. Okay. Ooh. Don't know after that. West so, Tip. Yeah. Ah. West tip, so we'll we'll give you get a half for that. Thank that, you. That's a very well earned half. Thank you. I'll take that. So we're seven and a half. Okay, number sixteen. The Polish bred Galileo won at the Cheltenham Festival the year after the Irish bred Galileo won the Derby. Name another Cheltenham Festival winner that shares his name with a Derby winner. Just such a <laughs> stupid question. It's a good question. Authorized. Damn it. Motivator. <gasps> What? Oh, the, and it was 50-50 between the two of them and I went for authorised. The jumps motivator. I think it was the Pertemps hurdle he won. I You're knew a terrible loser, aren't you, EK? Yeah, I'm pretty competitive. Uh, I'm just hoping the people at home are as, you know, emotionally committed to this. 17, come on. <laughs> what was the first ever winner in the Gig and Sound, ho- Gig and Sound House stud silks? War of Attrition. No. A horse called Tuco, Tuco. who was trained by David Watchman, jumper. David he was a good Watchman. horse. He got killed early on. I forgot he trained jumpers. Yeah, he was a good horse. Yeah. No, wouldn't have got it. Okay. Number 18. And I think, given your reaction when I asked the question, I think you will have successfully guessed this one. In Willie Mullins' final ride as a jockey, he won a bumper at Tipperary by a head in May 1996. What jockey finished second to him on okay. that occasion? It's the way you've asked that question leads me to think it's Ruby Walsh. And you're 100% right. Well, you, you should pull that footage up, Vanessa, one of the days. Willie Mullins in his last ever ride beating Ruby Walsh in a driving finish. That's pretty cool stuff. Nessa- yeah, it is quite cool. What, um, what, give me some deets on it. Oh, I deliberately took it the, de- the, the the horse's name out of the question so people couldn't cheat, but you'll, you'll chase it up. Tipperary, May 1996. That's There's not going to be many options Definitely there. one for Luke and Jason on Get In Some Night. Name, yeah. name the jockey. That's one for Name yes, the Jockey. No, oh, we've just ruined it. No, because they're still not going to know. You still have to... Like, people aren't just going to answer... Willie Mullins every single week they definitely will now <laughs> <laughs> would have been a good one name the first two jockeys would have been class but well, there we go yeah. we just ruined this okay uh, number 19 Aldeniti won the Asia Grand National in 1981 but how old was the rider of the runner up Spartan Missile 54 stupid question as well <laughs> <laughs> but it was it wasn't Sir Peter O'Sullivan's commentary uh, John um John Thorne? Okay. John Thorner? 54 I know the next question. Okay. I have an answer. Yeah, you, you, everyone got this. 
Having raced in a clockwise direction for over 50 years, which Irish race course recently switched to racing in an anti-clockwise direction? Vanessa? Wexford. Emmett? I actually said Tremor. You're on drugs. Wexford. Damn it. Wexford. I don't know why, because, again, that was another 50-50, and I don't know... Also, I gave I it I... away with where the gypsies are from. <laughs> There's gypsies from everywhere, Vanessa. It's Ireland. I think I panicked. <laughs> I you panic I, scribbled. I think I panic scribbled, yeah. That's okay. We won't knock you okay. for it. No, that's an Ooh. awful answer. That was terrible. We'll get you back I'm on track on here, the though. next one. What's going on here? You'll get you, we, we'll all get back on track here. Two father and son teams have won the Aintree Grand National. Name them. The Carberries wow. and Ted and Ruby. Yes. Bang, bang. Yeah. Bang, bang. What am I on now? Eight and a half. From 21 questions. <laughs> I'm on four. <laughs> I don't laugh I'm only Deirdre's on 19 she's flying absolutely <laughs> I'm bitterly disappointed in you by the way you have to be a nerd to be hanging around with Kevin like <laughs> that is true Cheers. you spend a lot of time with Kevin and yeah, now okay 22 people will have gone down the wrong path with this one I think who was the first female jockey to ride in the entry Grand National this question confounded me you were thinking Carrie Ford, I bet Yes, you. that's exactly what I was thinking. No, she got all the publicity because she'd come back from uh, having a having child. Having a child, yeah. yeah. But it was Charlotte Brew. Right, Emmett, if you didn't get this next one in the end... Oh, he was struggling with this one, Vanessa. I still don't have it right. I'm with him for that. I still don't have it right. You reckon? Oh, what no. I've written down is the Paul Nichols two-mile chaser who's a quirk bag. Okay, what horse had Tony McCoy just ridden oh, when announcing his attention to attire? Emmett Kennedy. Can you give me a 10-second count, no. please? Ten. No. Go on. Oh, go on, do it. Come Mr. On. Mole. Mr. Mole. That's, the Paul no... Nichols train two mile quirk back. You had it. There's no excuse. Oh, like, what is wrong with you, Emma? I'm worried about your brain. <laughs> Listen, at least I was able to write down the Paul Nichols two mile quirk bag. Yeah, like, at least I wrote that down. Yeah, all right? I actually that, wrote that. That's an obvious sign of Alzheimer's. By the way, you know all the facts around it. By the way, my answer to question 24 is I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to number 24. Name the only horse in recent decades to make a winning hurdling debut in a grade one contest. Exceptionally tough question, but we did give the answer on the podcast about a year ago. And I can't remember it. Right win in the Talworth hurdle in 1996. Right. Kennedy's just is melting here in front of me, yeah. listeners. Melting. Yeah. Now we moved on to the flat category. What is the oldest regulated horse race in the world? I have no idea this one. ATR track? Same ATR, ATR race? The Ledger! The Doncaster Cup. <sighs> 250 years. We did a feature on it this see, time. Ah, Vanessa! The king of the, king of the north. Yeah. Simon Mapletoff did it. It yeah. took us hours to edit and see. then he wasn't happy. I'm going to say the see. king in the north. John, John Snow, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Emma, you're back on track here. You're back on track here. In what year did Aidan O'Brien move into Bally Doyle at the tender age of 26? 96? Yes! Yes! 1996. Absolutely nuts when you think about it, going into a job like that at the age of 26. And not only that, but to fill those great shoes. He was my age. How mad is that? (laughs) That is mad, isn't it? Vanessa, we've got a job for you. (laughs) Aidan O'Brien's after retiring. Just put that into context. (laughs) I'm not entrusted to go to the post office on my own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Now, Kennedy, when I asked when I asked this question, you were so confident that you were right, and I have a feeling I don't know, but this is a, this is a trick question. What was the last British race course Galileo appeared at prior to his final run in the Breeders' Cup Classic? Ascot. You fell for it. You fell into oh. my little trap. You fell into the trap I said for you. I said it, and you fell into it. Subtle. In a race course gallop. Get into my trap. Oh, yes. Get off the stage. Come on. Come on. That's a brilliant question. Brilliant. He had the prep on the dirt slash all weather before the classic. They flew him into Suttle for a gallop. Oh yes! Oh, you're so smug, aren't you? Oh, I'm delighted you're with so that. So happy with I'm yourself. I'm delighted with that. I hope someone listening to this right now is going, "I got that right. <laughs> I got that right. I got you." Uh, and I have Did you to- get that, Vanessa. <coughs> no. no and I have to give credit where it's you there. Completely. I stole me. that question from who? Hugh Taylor did a quiz for ATR on the website years ago, and uh, Rory sent it to me because it was a fiendish quiz. And I didn't want to be robbing loads off it. it was, no, it's the most fiendish quiz, quiz you'll ever come across if you can track it down. But this was the question I nicked off it because I thought it was an excellent question. Hugh Taylor, who will be joining us in the final film podcast in January. Excellent. That's yeah. a treat. Yeah, very much. We're going to do a betting special with oh, you class. and Hugh. Excellent. Looking forward That'd to be that. fantastic. But that yeah. is some question. I have to give credit where it's due there. That is Hugh's question. Great question. Brilliant. Okay, number 28. What was the name of the first winner, Lester Piggott Road, after making his much-anticipated comeback in 1990? Tricky question. Not a clue, who I believe was by Saddler's Wells. <laughs> a, horse uh. ca- a horse called Nicholas. Again, that's, that's a 1%er, I reckon. That's a 1%er. Didn't have a clue. What track? Nope. Um, I want to say Windsor, but I, again, I've, I don't have my notes beside oh, me. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but that that was a tough question I think I have the next one though I but have the next one Ryan Moore set a post-war record for winners at a single Royal Ascot no. meeting one, number what are you talking about oh, man? sorry my humble apologies humble apologies number 29 what jockey infamously rode in the race without his boots on last year Deb Sanders the Rylanator go on Vanessa fair play yeah uh, he was having trouble with his weight and he decided to ride without boots of course for which there is no rule against even though it's, they might have changed that since thing. there was a big article yeah. about it on that after the race's website yeah. Damn it. anyway okay alright okay number, I'm an idiot. number 30 Ryan Moore set a post-war record for winners at a single Royal Ascot meeting in 2015 how many winners did he ride that week Emmett Kennedy was it 10 Vanessa Ryle I thought it was more than that it was 9 I was going to say 9 oh, oh. close I was. I had twelve. That was a bit keen of me, wasn't it? Okay. A statue of what horse overlooks the parade ring at Leopardstown? Emmett. Snow fairy. Yes. So, like, we've had this conversation here before. It makes no sense. She won one race there, and there's a statue of her. The owner paid for it. Well done. And she was a very talented horse. And she wanted it there, and it's a lovely statue. And I, I, they're changing things around at Leopardstown, and I wouldn't be shocked if the statue ends up at her owner's property. Yeah, there needs to be a statue of Hurricane Flight. One hundred percent agree. We've had this argument on the podcast before. It should be a bar. I'll be hard well now I've been harsh or I've been generous I'll give you half for that Why? for what for snow fairy I got for, it right for, for snow you just oh, put yeah, down yeah. snow I said it's snow fairy 
You've written down snow. Yeah, but I got it right though. Technically, right? Okay. Give him half. Okay. Okay. Ten and a half. You're up to now. Oh, seven lads. Oh, she's closing the gap on me. Florian, we're going into my area. And I, I, and I think you'll have a strong finish, Kennedy. I think you will have a strong finish. Uh, I'm not too sure with that. Go on. I think so. Okay. Pretty sure I got this one right though. Name the most recent unbeaten winner of the Prix de la Arc de Triomphe. Zarkava. Yes, Zarkava. I did not get that correct. Really? Who did you go for? Trev. I'm a. Uh... In her when when she won it, obviously the first time. Yeah. Well, hang on. Kevin Blake's in panic now. You've made Kevin Blake question himself. No, I think he. I think she had been beaten. Maybe not actually. Let's have a look. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Stewards' inquiry. Stewards' inquiry. Oh, I'm right. <laughs> Double points. Stewards' inquiry, ladies and gentlemen. I knew it. I knew it would happen. No, how did I phrase this? Oh no 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 no. Name yeah. the most recent unbeaten winner of the Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe. I asked the question incorrectly. The point was that they won the Arc de Triomphe and they were unbeaten, and unbeaten in their Zark- career. Which would be Zarkava. I must apologise. I, fra- I, I, I did. I phrased the question incorrectly. The question so yeah. wrong then in the questions podcast because you said up until when they won. Yes. I, that's... Well, you see, here's the thing, Vanessa. I interpreted the question correctly and got it right and you interpreted it incorrectly and got it wrong and therefore I'm right and you're wrong nope. and let's move on I will throw my hands up either answer is correct yes, is that fair enough that's, that's fair, fair enough, enough because that, that was enough. my fault I asked the question is phrased correctly but I gave an, 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 an add-on that you know created let, let me put it to you this way if I'd said Trev I'd be throwing you out of the studio right now if you were like no Kennedy you're wrong but the <laughs> fact that I said Zarkava I'm like no my, my hands are up on that okay alright um, okay number 33 what horse holds the record for the most wins and the all weather in Great Britain La Estrella 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 well, yeah that's fine by me Don Cantadon legs of glass he had he won 55 million races with legs of glass unreal Right, breeding section, number 34. I think you'll have a strong finish here, Easy. Which well-known flat jockey bred a Cheltenham Festival winner in 2015. Bonus point to name the horse. Uh, dodging bullets, Lanfranco de Tori. There is no bonus point, but Frankie de Tori is right. <laughs> Can't be giving up bonus points like that willy-nilly. What kind of a yeah. quiz do you think this is? <laughs> you lie. <laughs> um, bonus point, who trained him on the flat? Don't know. Andy Oliver. Ah, cha, cha, cha. Anyway. Right, 35, we're in the home straight, lads. January 1st is the universal birthday for horses in the Northern Hemisphere. What is it in the Southern Hemisphere? Host of the Bloodstock Show, Vanessa Ryle. 1st of August. <laughs> oh, she's got it right now. Well, she, she cle- done, Vanessa Ryle. You didn't have that on well, Kenner's, 1st of July, I said. Oh, okay. Yes, I got that one. Did you? I actually yeah. just took a pure guess with that. <laughs> uh, you knew it was in that region. Yeah. No, August 1st is the answer. By the way, no, you didn't. You knew that Vanessa Ryle hosted the Bloodstock show because you know all things Bloodstock. <laughs> I am queen of all things Bloodstock. Fact. Yes. <laughs> okay. Which legendary retired flat jockey was the part breeder of Authorize? Mickinan. Yes. You'd think that would be an easy one to cheat on, but on, the, on a well-known <laughs> database... Um, they only have his first name in there. Oh, really? Yeah, the second half of his name doesn't make it in, so that would have thrown cheaters Ooh. off, you horrible, horrible mess, Ooh. as you're known as. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the byword for cheating from now on. And he was convicted, of course, so we can... We, we have... But yeah, 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 he's just moving on. Just moving on, all right? 
It's Christmas Day. We're in a feel-good mood. Come on. No regrets. All right, number 37, lads. We're there. We're nearly there. Who was the leading... Oh, and Vanessa was very confident about this. And I... She might just have fallen into a trap. Oh, go on. oh, no. Who was the leading first-season sire in Europe based on both winners and prize money in 2016? Vanessa. I'm just going to say Sir Prancelot, but I think I've screwed that up, haven't I? No, you're bang on. Sir Prancelot. Very surprisingly to many industry folks, Sir Prancelot did it. Both Hand, tables. Hands up all people at home that said Frankel. You're totally wrong. See... Yeah. Again, host of the Bloodstock show, Vanessa Royal. She just knows. Did you did you have that, Kenners? No. Okay. It's a very tricky one that if you weren't into. Oh, you ran away with it in the end, but you know he wasn't exactly a hard. You know he didn't have any super high profile progeny, so a lot people weren't really yeah. talking about him. But hey ho. Okay, number thirty-eight. Which retired flat jockey was the part breeder of Jack Hobbs? Vanessa Royal. This one. I don't know it. Willie Carson. No. Definitely. Oh. I- Bollocks. You did, you, 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 you did know that, Vanessa. I so did. Gosh. Ooh, Vanessa, rather your disappointment to your family. <laughs> and your profession. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kennedy, you're finishing on two winners here. Yeah, I've got Come this on, one Kennedy. anyway. Certainties. On, I've got Certainties now. I'm finishing on two winners. I'm actually not finishing on two winners because I don't think... Oh, wait. No, you've got it. You've okay. got it. Come on. Go on. Name the two winners that Montju sired at the Cheltenham Festival in 2011. Hurricane Flag. Oh, you good thing. And Noble Prince. Yes, sir. <gasps> well done, Emmett Kennedy. I, I knew you. you'd get that Did one. Did you have it, Vanessa? I just had the fly. Okay. Noble Deirdre? Prince. I had both, of course. <laughs> Deirdre, you're going to hell for all your lies. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Jesus is in floods of tears at the moment because he hates yeah. lies. Do I not Christmas. sound confident? No. He hates lies. Christmas Day and you're lying to God himself. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the final question in the quiz. Name the only horse and only winner sired by the late, great George Washington. Owned by Van- Vanessa? Date with Destiny. Owned by Julie Wood, trained by Richard Hannon, but I couldn't remember the name of the horse. <gasps> can't give it to you no you can't, can't no, 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 no. You. No. date with destiny good filly has already proved to be a good broodmare as well which is nice yeah and good for his I legacy as well because he was a top class horse I saw her and here's a here's a here's a bit of trivia when she sold as a foal she made a heap of money at Goffs and she was led up around the sales ring by current trainer Michael O'Callaghan oh wow there's a no. pi- there's a picture of it in the bar at Goffs good man Michael there you go good man Michael Okay, so that's, that's the 40. Uh, what was the final tallies? What did Vanessa get? Vanessa got, what, did you get 10? No, I finished on 13. Ah, there you go, bang, bang. Okay, what did I finish on? Not bad, lads, for me, seriously. Emma Kennedy, 15 and a half. Oh, Emmett! 15 and a half. And that... La- I'm It's at times like this that you, you just wish, listeners at home, that we live cast it video of this because Kennedy now he looks like a fella that's just licked a, a nettle that a, that a pit bull is just pissed all You've over got a face like Doc Cotton <laughs> licking piss off a nettle oh, <laughs> <laughs> with, with half a lemon halfway down his throat <laughs> he's sick he's sick sick uh, <laughs> I really wanted to get like 20 don't worry Emmett you're a disappointment to yourself and your profession but God still loves you <laughs> do you still love me Vanessa yeah with all my heart well, that's okay then 
Do you think someone would have got 30? Yeah, I do. I reckon genuinely I do. someone will have got 30. And if they have and they can prove it and they can surround the mother's life that they didn't cheat, we will give them a special prize. We'll certainly give them a shout out. We'll um, give them a special prize. Come on. What's the special prize, Vanessa? A date with Vanessa Ryan. A meet and greet. A meet and greet. <laughs> a meet and greet. <laughs> uh, speaking of meet and greets. Leopardstown, 2829. I'm naked. Come say hello. Oh, God. Don't, don't encourage the rabble. Well, that's that's sounding like it's going to be a proper final Furlong podcast <laughs> day out, including with producer D, uh, Tony Keenan, Roy Delargy. All four Christmas wheels are coming off. Yeah, that it's sounding like it's going to be a big one. Um, Speaking of shout-outs, I, I had an interesting one at Fairy House the other week. Referring to, go on. I was in a rush. I was working at Fairy House. I was in a rush. I was getting a flight to London um, in like two hours' time. So I finished working at Fairy House. I was running out of the press room to get to my car. And a couple of lads started shouting at me about Don Poli. Don Poli! Oh, flanking! I'm shite! Is he going to win this year, is he? <laughs> and, and being in a rush, I just kind of turned on. Hey, <laughs> and kept going <laughs> so that was fine and then I got to London later on and a few hours later I start, I, someone one of these lads has added me I'm friends with a heap of people on Facebook One of the, and which was one of these guys and they've added me to their Facebook group and there's a heap of them in there the Tempo Mac group and <laughs> they were basically telling me how they went up to Rich Richie and said oh Rich Rich you know any chance of a photo Rich and he's like oh yeah yeah of course yeah yeah goes, and they hand him the camera and get him to take a picture of them <laughs> In, in, in the classic caper that nobody ever suspects oh, so I had, no, a, had a bit of crack with them in the Facebook group I, right. so I told them I'd give them a shout out they're all big podcast listeners the Tempo Mac group the Tempo Mac group as in the Tempo horse Mac. trained by Gordon Elliott yeah 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 it was a bit of crack to be fair oh. to yeah so there you go lads um, you can stop tormenting me in race courses and stop harassing Rich Richie. he called us and you know he's not happy yeah Rich is not a please he's not one bit pleased Joe Chambers has been on to say please get those people to stop <laughs> harassing Rich it's enough here's one in Hong Kong in the press room I got sat down beside a final furlong listener really Alex Carnes yeah. he's based in Korea and um, yeah what a random one sat down beside him he's like oh Kevin Blake final furlong podcast like, that's the most random thing of all time happy Christmas Alex and I also met a guy called <laughs> You're like me when I can't get an answer right in the quiz. I can't think of the... He's one of these guys... Mulling over Mr. Mole. One of these guys that confuses you by having two first names for a name. Um, if you know oh, what I mean. Kevin. You know what I mean. The blonde is coming out here. James Peters. James Peters. How did I forget that? <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, what I, you know what I mean? <laughs> Met him on the streets in, in Lang Quang Fong in, in Hong Kong out in the session. He's a trainer in um, in Singapore. Okay. Young guy, trained a heap of winners this year. First year as a trainer. Lovely fella. Big podcast listener. Listens wow. all the time. All the time with a great chat. No, Lovely we fella. We have podcast listeners all over the world. But yeah, I'm pronouncing it wrong, but yeah, Lang Quang Fong. If you fit in Hong Kong, you know exactly where that is. So it's brilliant. You didn't meet one. You met two final for Oh, there was way more. There was way more, but I just remember those two because I, I had a good chat with the two of them. Brilliant. But there was, there was way more. All right, well, listen, thank you so much for listening. And um, thank you so much for listening to us on Christmas Day. Maybe you did listen on Christmas Day. Maybe you listened after the racing on St. Stephen's Day. But whenever, we appreciate the fact that you've listened and for that matter, listened all year long as well. Uh, this is our last podcast of 2016, but we're very much looking forward to being back with you in 2017. Ollie Bell joins us on the 4th of January. We're back in studio recording then. Uh, Ollie will have just kicked off... The opening show, is opening it? show on ITV. 
so Ollie's fronting that uh, with uh, Ed Chamberlain. We'll be doing the main presenting for them on the channel, and uh, we're very much looking forward to having Ollie on the show. Vanessa will be here as well, producer D, Kevin. And that's going to be our Full first show of, uh, yeah, it's our first show of 2017. Uh, later on that month, Mr. Hugh Taylor from At The Races will join us on the show as yeah, well. Yeah, that's going to be fun, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking oh, forward really? to having you on the show. That should be good fun, hopefully. King um, of the sand. One of the best tipsters around ever. ever. I would say ever. that the greatest free tipster out there. Phenomenal. I think I don't think that's uh, over-egging the, really the, the old pie at home. No, no, that should be good. I'm looking forward to that. So we obviously recorded this um, very slightly before Christmas Day. So uh, aside from the fact that after your mother-in-law joke, you're now on a couch <laughs> somewhere. Uh, <laughs> it was a. It wasn't my joke. It was the couches. I quoted yes, it. Yes, no, yes, you decided to. I quoted it. Of all the people you could quote, you decided to quote Marquin Stanley, the, the couch, couch <laughs> on the show. He's um, a very quotable man. So, Deirdre, give us an idea of what it's going to be like in the Maloney household for Christmas. Oh, <laughs> loads and loads of turkey. Loads and loads of turkey. Yeah, and potatoes. potatoes. This doesn't sound... Covered in <laughs> little... Potatoes. So potatoes many potatoes. There'll be 33 of us <laughs> eating them potatoes. Stop. Cover, covered in lighter gravy. I, hey, lads. Actually, one thing I should mention is by the time this podcast goes out, I'll have been on Get In for the Christmas special oh. with Alex Hammond God. and Luke, me, oh, Luke, God. Jason and Alex. And I can tell you guys, because this will have gone out afterwards, I'm buying Jason his secret Santa present. Interesting. Oh, God. Now, what have you got him? I haven't got him anything yet. I thought about just getting him something really rude, but he has to open it live on air. <laughs> Oh, Can you imagine? I can't wait for this, by the way. I'm on for the full show as well, EK. I've really made it. I'm Me, delighted. Well, about Alex time. Hammond. Pardon? About time. Cheers. And uh, hold on, will you have to open up your secret Santa on air? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good God, you're getting stitched up. You are getting stitched up. You're getting stitched like up. Like a kipper. Like a kipper. Like a kipper. Now, Vanessa, we have a bone to pick with you. Oh, yep. Yeah. You yeah. have one job on Get In. One job. Well, Make yeah, the tea. Okay. One. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you have a second job, which is the Athrace Stable Stars Mini League. Now, here's the thing, right? So, because the guys are getting got started a little bit later than normal, you're probably looking at the points going, this doesn't make any sense. Why are the points that way? It started in the month of December. Now, there's a great thing for you, Vanessa. It makes your job a lot easier. Once you yeah. go onto the scoring on it, you can just go, what are the monthly scores, please? And it will tell you. So, yeah. two weeks ago on Get In... Luke and Jason are there going through the scoreboards and they say, uh, oh, leader is Emmett Kennedy, 130 points. That was the Friday. Then Jack and Emmett Duvan both come out and absolutely bolt up, giving me another 130 points. So why, Vanessa Ryle, did the graphic say this week, as we're recording it, so this would have been the Friday, not the Christmas special, but the previous Friday, the leader of the At The Race Stable Stars Mini League is Emmett Kennedy on 130 points. Look. Do you know why that is? And this is going to let out an ATR secret, I'm afraid, lads. <laughs> that is because I wasn't in. Ah, <laughs> oh, the whole place and falls apart without Miss Ryle. But look, regardless, this this, this, comp- this whole competition is so last season. We should just forget about it. It's just an irrelevance, really. And you're saying that because you're losing, right? I forgot my transfers <laughs> last week transfer. and I'm in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the gas thing is, this is how... This is how sickening this whole thing was. There's eight hours time difference in between Hong Kong and here, right? 
So at nine o'clock here is the deadline. Mm-hmm. So five o'clock in the morning is the deadline time in Hong Kong. I arrive back in from a night out at five o'clock, and at five past five, I actually realise in my state, Jesus transfers. <laughs> <laughs> I went running to the computer, and it was five minutes late. I swear, Deirdre will tell you because I, I, wa- I watched first. after going nuts. I go no, five past five in the morning. He sent drunk he, as a lord, you and sent, I remembered it. You sent Vanessa and I uh, a picture of yourself in a not too healthy state as well <laughs> very frustrated at the fact oh, you missed out so that. sick so so sick. to be clear to be clear Vanessa Rod is doing pretty well by the way the actual points total right so the, the, the real points have got really got 555 but for yeah. the at the races inverted commas celebrity mini league Alex Hammond has got 147 points Vanessa Rod's got 172 Ooh. Trappy's got 180 Kevin Blake's got 200 Sean Boyce has 242 and I've got 355. And they're the real nice. points. Boise. They're the real stable star points. Coming I am, um, on, on a serious note, it's because I wasn't in. Place falls apart when I'm not there. <laughs> I took a day off. It's a nightmare. But aside from um, that, it's a great show, Vanessa. Aside from that, it's a great yeah. show. No, no, but I'm back in, aren't I, for next Friday. So we all so You will have it rectified. Again. You'll have it fixed. Thank you right. so much for listening to the Final Forum podcast <laughs> and our three technically speaking Christmas specials our Christmas special with all the hopefully bonus gravy from Rory, Tony Kevin and Vanessa is available to listen to now on attheraces.com and on iTunes and we hope you enjoyed this special edition of the quiz it was different but we hope you liked it and um, we're very happy to be spending Christmas with you for that matter as well and thank you for listening to the show for that matter thank you for listening all year um, we really appreciate you this, this, try that again shall we we really we're into hour four here, ladies and gentlemen. We really appreciate the support. We really appreciate you, the kind words on social media, um, the kind reviews that Kevin bullied you into giving us on yes. iTunes. Thank you for all those. That We're okay now, thank you. That's enough. Absolutely not. Um, but the kind words on social media mean a lot to us. And whenever you take the time to say something nice to us about the show, it does mean a lot. And thank you very much for doing that. If I find out you have an iPhone and you haven't given us a review and oh, a five-star rating, God. I will find you and fight you. Please. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Let's sign off with our leaving messages for 2016. Oh, God. One line from all of us. Ooh, you've caught me on that. <laughs> well, on. my leaving line is Happy Christmas. Okay. Happy holidays, everybody. Hope Santi was good. We've been recording podcasts for over four hours straight now. I, I've got nothing left to say. <laughs> Right. Not even more. Not even Happy Christmas. The more is is what I'll sign off with for the year on. Vanessa, just back modus. <laughs> no, not after that effort the other day. From Deirdre Maloney. Happy holidays, guys. Kevin Blake. Merry Christmas. Vanessa Ryle. I love you all dearly. And from me, Emmett Kennedy, thank you so much for listening to the Final Forum Podcast. We'll talk to you again in 2017 with Ollie Bell, Vanessa, Kevin, and myself. Have a great Christmas. Have a great New Year's. Thanks for listening to Outtheraces.com. God bless. More. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't help yourself, can you? More. <laughs> what's, your, what's your number? Mine more. is more. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We're on easy street. And it feels so sweet Cause the world is but a tree And you're on easy street And we're breaking out the good champagne We're sitting pretty on the gravy train And when we sing every sweet refrain Repeats right here on easy street It's our moment in the sun And it's only just begun
Sie steht.